Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 19th of July. There's growing concern New South Wales health authorities are struggling to stop Sydney's COVID outbreak spreading, despite tough new restrictions announced over the weekend. The state recorded 105 new infections yesterday. 27 of those were still infectious in the community. The New South Wales Premier announced a harder lockdown on Saturday, shutting down all not-urgent construction and non-essential retail, with residents in key hotspots across Sydney's southwest, apart from emergency workers, unable to leave their local government areas. And in an extra bid to stop movement across the Greater Sydney region, public transport services will be cut by up to 50% over the next two weeks and parents are again being urged to keep their children at home, with many teachers also now ordered to stay off the school grounds. New South Wales contract tracers are scrambling to find the source of 66 infections, which are yet to be linked to a known case or cluster. Epidemiologist Professor Mary-Louise McClaws has told the project... Restrictions for Greater Sydney will need to be in force for longer than two weeks. You could lift some small restrictions off, uh, but then you wouldn't be able to lift all of them off until 28 days after that first zero of anybody out in the community that hadn't been in full lockdown. Expect another two months before we've absolutely eradicated it. Meantime, there are also reports this morning that Victoria's lockdown will be extended. The snap shutdown was scheduled to end tomorrow night, but now there's speculation it will be in force until at least Friday. 16 new infections were recorded in the state yesterday, but in some good news, they're all linked to known cases. Here is Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews. The next 24 hours, the next 48 hours are obviously critical, not just in the centre of Melbourne, but right across our state. And I would have thought that a case in uh, Mildura just makes the point that when it comes to the spread of this virus, it's actually a very small task, a very easy thing for this virus to get from one end of Victoria to the other. Just five days from the opening ceremony for the Tokyo Olympics and a COVID scare has rocked the athletes' village. Two athletes and a team official have tested positive. It hasn't been confirmed at this stage which country they're from. The news comes as Australian athletes arrive in Tokyo for the Games. Meantime, the Japanese city has recorded 1,400 new cases on Saturday, the highest daily number in six months. Still overseas, and as the UK prepares for Freedom Day, there's been a concerning surge in COVID cases, including the country's health secretary testing positive. Sergeant Javid, who is fully vaccinated, is now in isolation. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson will also spend the next 10 days in quarantine after coming into contact with his colleague, but says they're pushing ahead with opening up. If we don't do it now, we've got to ask ourselves, when will we ever do it? So this is the right moment, but we've got to do it cautiously. We've got to remember that this virus is sadly still out there. Cases are rising. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in New South Wales this morning and a police blitz will get underway across Sydney's beaches this week in a bid to reduce crowds and enforce social distancing rules. It comes as the New South Wales Police Minister threatens to close Bondi Beach unless residents abide by COVID rules. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has more from Sydney. 
Yeah, Tash, most Sydney-siders have seen the images of hundreds descending upon our most iconic beach during lockdown. It's prompted complaints with police holding crisis talks overnight to discuss whether Bondi Beach should be shut down. Police Minister David Elliott has told the telly he can't believe the good people of Fairfield have responded with an A+, and those in the eastern suburbs seem to think COVID won't infect them. And in Queensland, the Premier has headed off to Tokyo overnight. Anastasia Palaszczuk is using the trip to push Brisbane's 2023 Olympic bid, but it's been met with controversy from stranded Australians trying to get home. Our Brisbane reporter David Shiraz has more. Good morning, Tash. Well, Anastasia Palaszczuk, along with the Brisbane Lord Mayor, jetted off for Japan ahead of Wednesday's IOC vote. There is widespread belief that Brisbane is almost certain to secure the 2032 Olympic Games, with the Premier copping criticism for heading over during a pandemic, especially when Aussies are stranded, unable to get home. An online petition of more than 130,000 signatures demanded that Ms Palaszczuk be refused permission to travel overseas. She'll be joined by Federal Sports Minister Richard Colbeck, who's also the Aged Care Minister, and Australian Olympic Committee President John Coates. If secured, the Games are expected to contribute billions of dollars to the Queensland economy. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. With the escalation of COVID-19 infections and extension of restrictions in Sydney, of course, the Victorian lockdown, the big banks have mounted a rescue plan, but will it work? I think it will. So within 24 hours of the surprise ramping up Sydney's lockdown rules, banks detailed measures including free overdrafts for small businesses, targeted home loan deferrals and extended a promise not to evict home loan customers. The CBA said the number of customers calling its support lines doubled on Saturday, with many of them from being tradies with construction sites closed. Sydney has 250,000 construction workers. And this is quite interesting research too, Peter. Politicians, of course, won't mandate corona vaccinations at this stage, but three out of five workers believe no jab should mean no job. Yeah, a bit of a shock, isn't it? A survey of more than a 1,000 workers by HR software company Elmo found three in five workers say employers should mandate COVID-19 vaccinations as a condition of being in the workplace, and nearly half would feel uncomfortable working alongside an unvaccinated colleague, plus lockdowns has meant job security has declined significantly. And many people may have thought, Peter, that the lockdowns, the restrictions in both Sydney and Melbourne may have had an effect on the booming housing market. It seems that's not correct with one Sydney home actually selling $2 million above reserve. Yeah, we are addicted, aren't we? The Kangaroo Point home sold for, wait for it, $4.2 million, which was nearly $2 million over the reserve, and it was sold online in 50 minutes with 19 bidders. And despite the lockdowns, the auction clearance rate was 77%, but that was down 8.5% from before Sydney shutdown. Melbourne's clearance rate was 76.4%. It's extraordinary. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. <laughs> Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The Swans and Giants are bracing to be without some of their big stars after visiting the Wallabies COVID exposure site. Yes, plenty of drama before the Sydney Derby yesterday at Metricon Stadium. Toby Green and Callum Mills among eight or more AFL players facing 14 days of hard quarantine in Queensland. Uh, this is causing chaos for both teams and the AFL. Five players pulled out of that match last night uh, with a, a site upgraded to Tier 2. So they attended the Wallabies France 
Giants match in Melbourne last Tuesday night, and that will cost them a couple of weeks there in quarantine. It added so much drama to that match, and John Longmire praised his side's effort in storming back from 35 points down to beat GWS. To say um, it was a good win probably be an understatement. You know, just an unbelievable effort when you consider uh, we probably had enough reasons just to, to not keep going. You know, the players' ability to be able to dig in and, and push against the tide when things weren't going well and, and recover and then go again was outstanding. In the other results yesterday, the Blues' finals hopes are still alive just after coming from behind to beat the Pies and the Bombers moved into the top eight with a win over North Melbourne. And Brett, a Lachlan Lewis brain snap came back to bite the Bulldogs as they threatened to upset the Rabbitohs. Yes, they were leading them at half-time and then there were words exchanged between the Bulldogs playmaker and Cody Walker. Then next minute, Lewis is throwing Walker to the ground. It sparked a melee and cost him time in the bin and also cost his side a potential win. They were leading the Rabbitohs at the time. Uh, Trent Barrett, the coach of Canterbury, says he's unsure what caused Lewis to act out. Completely One. out of character. Obviously, something's happened for him to react like that. So, And it hurt us. You know, they, they scored a try and kicked a penalty goal while he was off the field and you know, it was, it was disappointing, but that wasn't the reason we lost the game. In the other results yesterday, uh, Penrith over the Warriors and the Tigers uh, beat the Broncos yesterday in an impressive win to just to ease some pressure on Michael Maguire. And a British Open debutant, love this story, Brett, lifted the claret jug after a flawless final round. Yes, uh, Colin Morikawa was uh, making his first appearance at the Open Championship at Royal St George. It was a bogey-free final round, so hardly any nerves for the American, beating Jordan Spieth by two strokes, lifting that uh, claret jug, as you mentioned. Cameron Smith, the best of the Aussies, at two under par. Uh, plenty of other sport going on at the Tour de France. Taddy Pogacar uh, capping his dominant display at the Tour. Uh, he won the yellow jersey, so overall honours Aussie. Uh, ben O'Connor finished back in fourth. Uh, plenty of drama in the Formula one as well. Lewis Hamilton claiming victory at the British Formula One Grand Prix. Uh, he had a collision with Max Verstappen on the opening lap and his title rival ended up in hospital. Dan Ricciardo was back in fifth. Brett, thanks so much. The Australian Border Force is investigating controversial British commentator Katie Hopkins after she allegedly threatened to breach hotel quarantine rules. Hopkins was flown into the country to appear on Big Brother VIP, but Channel 7 has now dropped her from the show, saying her comments were irresponsible and reckless. It's believed Miss Hopkins will now be sent back to the UK after breaching her visa restrictions. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Stay safe. Listener.